the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community channel that sees all things new. My name is Jennifer Nuya, streaming from Cavite, Philippines. You're watching the Disruptors Hour on TNC. We are extremely excited to have you join us today and we're eager to delve into the dynamic and ever-evolving topics of leadership, change management, transformation, innovation, and of course, disruption. So whether you possess extensive experience as a business leader, a change agent, or simply possess a deep passion for making a positive impact, we are confident that you will find our show engaging, captivating, enlightening, and of course, inspiring. Our show is thoughtfully crafted with you, our viewers, in mind, and we hope that you'll be able to assist in enhancing your leadership skills so that you can confidently navigate change, drive transformative innovation, and leverage the power of disruption so that you can uncover new avenues for success. Our knowledgeable guest will help you have valuable information, effective approaches, and successful methods that can assist you not only in your personal but also professional pursuits. Prior into digging into today's conversation with our guests, we would like to offer a brief reminder from our partner organization. We look forward to seeing you after this short break. Scientists and policymakers around the world are well aware of humankind's current trajectory towards the devastation of its only and precious home, planet Earth. At unprecedented rates, living species are going extinct. Glaciers and ice caps are melting. Air pollution worsens and we keep piling up plastics and trash in our oceans and rivers. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and discouraged by such a disheartening trend, a battle that greed, consumption, and unwavering ambition seems to be winning, leading all of us to an extinction-level event. Most efforts over the last 50 years to reverse climate change have failed. Governments at the national levels prioritize local politics and vote-winning initiatives, Companies are designed to exceed profit expectations in order to survive. International institutions are often bureaucratic and biased, and social media has often done more harm than good. 
the clock is ticking. And key universal indicators point to the need to substantially revert the trend in the next seven years to avoid the point of no return. So how can we turn this ship around? We must wake up and come together in effective collaboration to jointly get out of the mess we've gotten ourselves into. For the many millions of lives at stake, for the benefit of us all. World System Solutions, WSS, is an NGO with a vision to unite, mobilize, and align humanity in common purpose to solve the climate crisis. WSS offers educational and climate change awareness workshops, guided by profound ethical and spiritual values, and a conviction that through consciously choosing to collaborate, we can reach our personal and collective potential and synergistic cooperation to reverse the climate crisis and reach harmony amongst ourselves and with our planet. WSS intends to help humanity arrive at the collective agreements and aligned intentions necessary to attain global sustainability. We're building Phoenix, the first comprehensive technology platform to boost humanity's collective creative efforts to build a better world from the ashes of our past choices. Phoenix will radically accelerate global collaboration and innovation. It is designed and built with the guidance of ethics-based collective leadership, fully committed to serve all human beings equally and the planet as a whole. We're already developing Phoenix's first module, Climate Scale, aimed at mitigating greenhouse gas emissions by offering a one-stop shop for all carbon and methane credit projects through a platform that will reduce the risk of greenwashing and unify and supercharge the now fragmented efforts happening around the world. It will also facilitate access to the latest data and expertise, bringing together leaders, researchers, experts, projects and resources to mitigate the greenhouse gases emissions challenge. We can change. We can do this together. Whether you're a youth activist, a committed politician, a generous philanthropist, a visionary transformational champion, an innovative project leader, or a sustainability expert, come and join the WSS team and be part of the solution the world needs today for our planet and for the future of all living species and our very own children. The world transformation process will affect all of us and every voice is relevant as we move the needle in climate change, climate action, and environmental protection within the next five years. You are a vital piece of the puzzle and our collaboration will be the thread that weaves together the fabric of all our efforts into a harmony quilt for the planet. We are flashing there the links that you can click on or copy for later use so that you can interact with the world system solutions. There are many ways to interact with them, including donation and collaboration opportunities. Thank you. So on to the show. I'm so happy. I'm so thrilled to welcome to the show to the Disruptors Hour, Florentino A. Hernando, commonly known as Fa. Thank you for joining us today, Fa. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me here. Uh, hi to the viewers. Pleasure. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your Thursday morning with us. Can you please provide our viewers a brief introduction about yourself and the work that you do? 
All right. So, hi everyone. My name is Ferdino Hernando, but I'm uh, commonly known as Fa. I uh, I'm one of the founders and the executive advisor of CEO Insights Asia. I believe that I'll be sharing a, a few things about that in a, in a while. But I'm also uh, the founder and the managing director of uh, FA Hernando Executive Advisory. It's an executive advisory firm who we serve as a strategic partner to CEOs, startup founders, and uh, investors in helping build and scale organizations. So that's what I do. I hope that uh, we'll have fun talking about it in a few minutes. So yeah, exciting. Thank you, Fa. So did you choose this career or did you just land in this career? The reason I'm asking is because I'm sort of also meandered throughout my career. I did not really start uh, as uh, I've been in nature for close to 15 years. And then now I'm in consulting and also in coaching. But again, as I've mentioned, I've just meandered, sort of landed. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> it's a funny story because I'm actually a, a pastor's kid. So my mom is a pastor of a, of a local church here in the Philippines. And uh, I graduated in guidance counseling. It's an uh, education majoring in guidance counseling. I pursued my master's in educational management because I always thought of myself as, a, as an academic. Um, I love building businesses or reading about how to build businesses before when I was in, in college. Um, but uh, I never actually started one until I went into the corporate world. So when I became part, I, I taught for uh, I taught elementary, high school, college. Taught for the first three years of my career, and then I transitioned into the corporate world. And that's when I saw that there are a lot of uh, things that we can do to improve our organizations here in the Philippines. So that's where I decided to um, start pursuing my work as an executive advisor to CEOs and, uh, and uh, business leaders because I'm still part of the academe, but I'm much more hands-on right now. So I, when people ask me, are you a consultant? I, I say no, because I'm an executive advisor. And the difference is I'm an operator. I work hand-in-hand -hand with the CEOs building their businesses. So that's the difference between me and a consultant. Mm -hmm. And how did CEO Insights Asia come about? Ah, that's a very good question. So CEO Insights Asia is a non-profit organization we founded. Um, it was uh, founded by uh, BK Rivera of SellerSub and uh, Paula Hilaria of Labor Waxing Salon. So they are my clients. Uh, they are my client partners. And I was simply thinking of how to add more value to my clients because that's the way I operate. I always mm -hmm. think of how can I add value to the person in front of me, whether it's a formal engagement or not. And when, when, uh, during that time, we were formally engaged, and it was the middle of pandemic here in, the, in the, the Philippines. And I was thinking, how can I add more value to my clients? And I realized that what if one of my clients, like Paolo, have some ideas because he's in a different industry. He has ideas on how to build uh, a sustainable business. And what if he can share that to another client of mine, which is BK Rivera? So mm -hmm. we decided to meet once a month. And then swap ideas. So the purpose of uh, CEO Insights Asia is to infuse ideas that build lasting companies. So in layman's terms, it's basically helping build profitable and sustainable businesses. So the idea is I, we get idea, uh, the, the, the thrust of the organizations to get ideas from fellow CEOs, uh, practitioners, real world uh, practices. 
and then install it to our businesses and help one another grow and scale our businesses together. So that's basically how it started. We started once a month and then we saw some, some people. We, 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 we um, took a photo, posted it in our social media, and then there were a lot of comments saying, oh, when's the next one? Maybe join the next one, the next round. And so we saw that there's some traction in it, and then we formalized it and built an organization around it. Mm-hmm. So sort of a mastermind session every month, yeah. and then it became more frequent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know it back then, but it was called the mastermind. Pala. I, I, I had no idea. I just wanted to add value to my client partners, and then it became an organization. Mm-hmm. Will it be all right if you can share one case study? For example, one CEO or business leader who came mm-hmm. to any of the mastermind sessions mm-hmm. and what help that mm-hmm. you and the other group members, other CEOs help him uh, or her? And then what was the transformation? All right. It's funny because it's a, it's a church that actually benefited a lot from uh, what we do. The reason for that is uh, one of the um, teammates uh, who organized our CEO summit. So like I've mentioned, we gained traction and then we saw some progress in terms of the numbers of uh, uh, membership who's attending on a weekly basis. So we decided to launch what you call a CEO summit. So it's a once a year event, like a culminating event. Our vision is, uh, we call it a pop-up Harvard. So the idea is to get the best and the brightest business practitioners here in the Philippines and then mm-hmm. infuse their ideas to the audiences, uh, which primarily compose of startup founders, small business owners, and uh, SMEs, small, micro, uh, micro, small, medium enterprises. And um, the organizer was part of uh, an, an organization, uh, a nonprofit organization, as well as a church. Mm-hmm. So she was the one who organized the, the, the whole event. And then... I think that was three weeks ago when I was asking uh, her or the team, I was asking the team, the ideas that we share here, of course, they are, they are largely coming from me. Mm-hmm. This is my baby. So I, I, it's, it's quite difficult for me to be objective when it comes to sharing, like, how does this principle apply to you? So you have to tell me because I will always say as the, the one who owns the principle or who came up with the principle, I will always say it's great, but mm-hmm. it's king. So you tell me. And then they mentioned that, well, we had an event in the church and we used the principles that we got from the, your weekly webcast and it was le- really uh, um, smooth sailing because we already done it th- during the CEO Summit. So that's one of the case studies you know, uh, that we have. And I would say, okay, so that's good. That's good that you got something that can be applied not only to business but also to, uh, to different organiz- faith-based organizations, nonprofit. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the more that it is mm-hmm. meaningful, right? Because mm-hmm. you, as a as a man of God, mm-hmm. you uh, you are proud to say that you're a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And in all your dealings with your clients, mm-hmm. you also share your faith. Yes. And it's all the more meaningful that what you are doing in CEO Insights Asia is mm-hmm. also being applied in. Uh, yeah. faith-based organizations or yes. churches. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I belong to Victory, so I'm from Victory, uh, the fort right now, but I used to be in Victory Pernyake, Victory Alabang, 
mm-hmm. and uh, different uh, Victor Ortega. So we've been in Victory Christian Fellowship for the past uh, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Regretfully, I wasn't able to join the last year CEO <laughs> summit, but I mm-hmm. hope not to miss this summit this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very exciting because last year, just to give you a background of what happened last year, we have Steve C. of Great Deals as one of our faculty, Kim Lato of Kim Store, um, mm-hmm. Celine Yu of uh, Chevrolet Philippines, um, uh, Paulo Hilar, oh, sorry, um, uh, see One Tax, Marvin, Marvin of One Tax, and then Catherine Castro of Beppo. Um, this year, it's a, it's a bit more... Um, it's a bit more upgraded because we have Chairman Lee of uh, Call Financial as well as his son, Edmund Lee. They'll be talking about uh, thinking in generations, how to build mul- uh, multi-generational businesses. And then That's we have... Friend. Yeah, it's very, very excited. And then uh, um, Eugene Acevedo of RCBC, the CEO of RCBC is also our faculty. And we mm-hmm. have uh, Chit Wan, of, uh, uh, the founder of uh, Figaro. Uh, she's now mm-hmm. in uh, sustainability uh, uh, mm. enterprises. So she's the she's also the founder of uh, Echo Store, and we're very excited to share now because we haven't posted it yet. But we have a uh, President Ji Kyung Kang, the president of Asian Institute of Management, and the dean uh, as mm-hmm. one of the faculty for this year's summit. So it's very exciting. Uh, this October happening. Uh, extra plug: October twenty sixth. <laughs> Happening at okay, home. that's good. You already have a tentative date. What day is that? Twenty six. Is that a Friday? Day? Yeah, it's a Friday. Okay, so I'll be able to join. The last time I wasn't able to join because of a Saturday. It was a Saturday, right? Friday and Saturday last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the reason why I wasn't able to join. Yeah, that's good. So I'll mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to uh, pencil it in now in my calendar. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Wonderful. And I'm sure that our viewers right now are also going to take mm-hmm. note of that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. October 26 at Novotel. <laughs> so it's a whole day Novotel. event. Here in yeah. Manila? Yeah. Novotel, Quezon City. Okay. Quezon City. Okay. <laughs> that would be a challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they can find ways. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sharing your journey. Uh, and also a, a short a short um, summary of what you're doing in COO Insights Asia. So we can go for a break, a short break. And then when we come back, we can discuss more on how you help organizations simplify organizational execution, what are the possible blocks on organizational execution and also, most importantly, how can CEOs and business leaders help in organizing um, execution in the respective organizations? So, dear viewers, let's take a short break, use this time to stretch, and perhaps indulge in a light snack. And during this time, we encourage you to reflect on what you have gained so far from our conversation and contemplate on how you can integrate this well valuable insights in both your personal and professional lives. We are excited to reconnect with you after this short break. Stay tuned.
The new channel is an online alternative, new media platform of online shows for people on the go. We know you're busy, so we've made it easy for you to enjoy your own customized playlist of engaging authentic and original content. TNC is your passport to a world of Filipino talent, global influencers, cultural intelligence, and ingenuity. One of our most exciting shows is the Disruptors Hours, airing every Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Philippine Standard Time, which covers everything from leadership and transformation to innovation and disruption, all curated with you, viewers, with you, our viewers, in mind. And of course, the best part is you can watch our life-changing show anytime, anywhere, live or on replay via Facebook or YouTube. Follow us on IG, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search hashtag TNC now. We're always looking for new partnerships and sponsorships. So if you're interested in working with us, please email now at thenewchannel.com or send us a DM. We are excited to see what we can achieve together. Before we went on a short break, we were speaking with Florentino A. Hernando, or FA. So FA is the Executive Advisor and Managing Director of FA Hernando Executive Firm, or Advisory, a firm with the purpose of accelerating performance by 100 times, an accomplished enterprise builder and strategic partner of CEOs and business leaders, FA has over 18 plus years of combined experience in executive development, organizational design, management consult consulting, human capital, academe, church leadership, and as well as being president of the board of directors for businesses and nonprofits. He is also the co-founder and executive advisor of CEO Insights Asia, a nonprofit organization composed of CEOs and business leaders who are building an ecosystem where real-world progressive management innovations are exchanged. So let's welcome back to the show, Fa. Welcome once again, Fa. Hi, hi, Jen. Uh, hi, Direct J. Thank you for having me. 
Yes, thank you so much to Direct J. Direct J is our director, is helping us with the back end. And thank you also for the others who are helping make this show possible. And also thank you to our creatives and production team. Okay, so Direct J said, well, you're welcome, Surfa. <laughs> All right, so. Before we went on a break, we said we're, we're going to discuss about the role of the CEO or the business leader when it comes to execution. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, my work with uh, different organizations, whether it's a faith-based, it's nonprofit, and a largely business, the CEO faces a dilemma. Their dilemma of they want to be empowering they don't want to be a micromanager, but at the same time, their challenge is by being empowering, sometimes it's being abused or sometimes they don't deliver, the people they're empowering don't deliver the results mm -hmm. they require. So it, my observation is that's the biggest challenge CEOs face. Some, some business leaders pride themselves on being, you know, I'm a, I'm a high level strategic thinker, I'm not an operator. And some fall to the other extreme. They're they're nano my my know nano managing you know not micromanaging but nano managing down to having the last color of uh, the carpet being uh, having them uh, having them as a the, the decision decision maker. So um, I, that, that's a challenge. Eh? That's a challenge that uh, some people uh, many CEOs face. You know, particularly if you're running a small business or a micro small medium enterprises. That's the challenge. And because of that, they're unable to scale or grow to the next level. Mm -hmm. And uh, my work with, with CEOs, I teach them that as a CEO, you are the chief executive execution officer. Mm -hmm. Your job is to ensure that the organization is delivering what they're supposed to deliver, you know, the results. And um, how to do that, that's, a, that's the problem we're solving. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your What's your thoughts on that one? Yes. So we have to find a balance as a business leader between strategy and execution. Yeah. Now, the question would be, what is the sweet spot, yeah. or what is the perfect balance mm -hmm. of strategy and execution? Right. So before I answer that, I just want to share that um, having having that dilemma i don't want to be a micromanager i want to be empowering but at the same time if i don't micromanage them or if i, if I don't manage them well we don't deliver results so how do you balance that what's the sweet spot no? the the first thing the first thing they have to understand is that there are three levels of execution mm -hmm. right the first is what you call the individual level i was talking to uh, one of uh, the ceos here in 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 our uh, office and um He's a six-year company, six-year-old company. And he's now in the, what you do when you're six-year-old, uh, you, you start to go to school. You start to learn. Yes. And now they're having growing challenges. So I share to them that us CEOs, as business leaders, we're good at execution. Okay, That's the first level. That's why we become who we are. That's why we build institutions because we're good at execution. While some people wait for things to happen, we make things happen. Yes. So that's the first level of execution, individual. Then we begin to build our teams. So now we have the team, then we have us as the team leader. There's a shift 
from executing to now ensuring execution. You're no longer in direct control. You're still accountable for the result, but you're no longer in direct control of the process because mm -hmm. you have people doing the work for you. That's the challenge, right? And now your job as the team leader is to ensure that the team, the people are doing what they're supposed to do. You're no longer executing it you're, because if you do it, you're micromanaging. So it's now more about ensuring that they are doing, the team are doing what they're supposed to do. This is where mm -hmm. accountability comes in. So as mm -hmm. leaders, individually, at the first level, it's all just about action. I just keep doing things. When we become team leaders, it's now about accountability. It's about holding the people accountable on their deliverables. And now when you have layers of uh, um, uh, positions inside an organization, you become a CEO, you have managers, you have supervisors. Now, this is the third level. This is now about enculturing execution. So this is designing systems, designing processes, and making sure that you hold the people accountable in holding people accountable to deliver the results. So that's the challenge that we need to unpack, uh, I've observed in my work with different organizations, particularly in micro, small, medium enterprises that they have to understand there are three levels of organization and they have to find where am I? Am I being an individual executioner? Or am I, am I supposed to be uh, ensuring execution? Or, about, or am I supposed to be enculturing it? Uh, I hope I, I, I make sense in this challenge, no? So, you do. You do. Um, actually, for those people who are, shall we say, OC, <laughs> Yes, they're very good in they're very good at their individual uh, work. Sometimes when we promote them and they have this technical per, uh, expertise, yeah. but yes. they don't have the leadership yeah. skills, mm -hmm. what we call them accidental leaders. And yes. there is a seeming gap that we're not mm -hmm. able to address. The problem is they continue to do the work that they do. Yes, and yes. forget that they are not yes. only accountable for themselves, but accountable for the whole team. Yeah, agree. I used to have, a, when I was still in the corporate, I used to have a manager, uh, an HR manager. And a manager is supposed to be holding the team accountable in delivering results, right? But um, she was a manager and she still do, uh, she's still doing transactional HR. Like she's doing payroll. And I was saying like, no, your, your job as a nature manager is to lead the team, not do the work of the team. Because if you're doing the work of the team, you're kind of expensive to be an individual performer, right? So what I did, just, you know, remove you. It will um, uh, save me a lot of, in the, a lot of uh, cash in the OPEX overhead. And then I just hire a great uh, individual performer, which is way, way cheaper than your rate as a manager. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's really... Uh, I, I want to add on that, no, na, um, we that's the challenge, isn't it? We promote people. We're good at what we do. And when we're good at what we do, we get promoted, obviously, mm -hmm. because we're good at what we do. But now when we become team leaders, we're no longer about doing the work, right? It's about the people. And there's a, like what you mentioned, there's a gap of the development because we get trained for technical skills, the functional skills, but there's no training for 
leading people. And those are two different skills. Yet I'm not saying leadership is better than technical skills. No, they are just different skills. And also, you have to understand, uh, am I being a leader or am I being a functional? There's no problem. If you want to be a functional performer, that's fine. Be a specialist, right? Don't manage people because, frankly, there are some people who are good at what they do, but you don't want to put people under them because they'll terrorize them, right? And there are people who are not really good at what they do, but they're good at bringing out the best in the people they work with. So we need to put those people, right? I, I, I hope I'm making a sense. So going back, I, I've harped on it a bit. How do you find the sweet spot? It's really about focusing on be, or, 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 um, being firm on the outcome, the result you both uh, aligned with and agreed upon, but being flexible on how they achieve that. So long, so long as it's it's within your your framework of uh, of values, then they are free to do how your how you can um, achieve that goal. Figure it out. But we will be uh, we will be having a meeting on the outcome, right? On the specific date, like if we mention like Friday, we'll talk about the result, the expected result we both agreed upon, and how you do that, you figure it out. But I'm here. I will help you. I will provide resources. But at the end of the day, it's your numbers. You achieve that. Right? Being firm on the, accountab the accountability, the result, but being flexible with how that person achieves that result. Yeah, I hope I made sense. Now, I'm interested to know, have you had experience working with creative people? Because we know creative people, they have their own flow they have their own schedule yeah. and yeah. they want pretty much to be fluid yeah. Yeah. you were saying about flexibility in how you in how you come up with the result yes so i'm interested in how you did it yeah. with creative people yeah i've operated before i, I stumbled upon this principle no and here's the thing about principle a principle is applicable in any industry all the time Right, because it's a principle, and that's what I share. Like, for example, if I have a, a mango seed and I planted it, it will grow and become a mango tree. That mm -hmm. is true 100 years ago, it's true 100 years from now. It's because it's unless there's some changes in the science, but the point is that's a principle, it's true 100 years ago, it's true, uh, and, and, and anywhere you go. Whether you're in Canada, whether you're in uh, in uh, the U.S. or in the Philippines, you plant a mango well, seed, it becomes a mango tree because that's a principle. So that's what I do. And um, having said that, I stumbled upon this principle called the triple A. Right? Triple A is alignment, agreement, and accountability. So when we're working with people, we align on the expected outcome, and then the second is because without alignment then there's no, there will be no execution, right? You'll be working at cross-purposes. But with, with alignment, there has to be an agreement because without agreement, alignment doesn't matter, right? What you don't want to happen is in the middle of the game, when the heat is on, your, the person you're working with would say, you know, I didn't agree with this thing at the, in the first place. I just did it, but I didn't actually agree with it. Then you should have said that right at the, at the, when we're having that uh, yeah, that intro meeting, so that I I don't have to um, depend on you. So having alignment, there there has to be some sort of a there, there has to be an agreement 
on the expected outcome. And then the third is holding both parties accountable to the expectation. Because without alignment, execution won't happen. Without agreement, alignment doesn't matter. Without accountability, nothing else matters. No matter how much we align on the result, and we agree, but if we don't want to hold one another accountable, then it doesn't really matter. So having creative people, so long as you give them, you align on the expectation, and you agreed on the method, it's up to you, right? It's up to you how you figure it out. Just inform me. And I have to agree on your method as well, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're free. You know, there's a freedom within a framework. You're within, and the, the framework is the values that we have, you know, the, our DNA, our organizational DNA. And then we hold one another accountable. We can, mm -hmm. you know, when, when accountability is present, then nothing else matters, you know, mm -hmm. because we'll always find a way. But without accountability, then nothing else matters. You know, everything is a waste, right? Mm -hmm. This is just a wasted effort. So that's that's really working with creative people. So long as you agree, align, agree, and hold them accountable in the result, then you can give them the freedom to mm -hmm. figure out on their own. Thank you so much. That's very easy to remember. Triple A, alignment, agreement, and accountability. So any one of this, so. I can imagine a triangle, right? So any one side that is out, then it's it doesn't hold, it doesn't stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree, agree. Um, uh, particularly with creative people, uh, it's really it's an asset eh, having them, you know, because they'll they'll find ways that you never imagine. But again, if there's accountability, there's alignment, agreement, and accountability, then. You know, you can you can sleep well at night mm -hmm. because there's a triple A. You know, so having them is an asset actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a follower of Jordan Peterson. I'm pretty sure that you have heard of him, and he said in one of his videos that the problem with some organizations is they tend to weed out the creative people at the bottom. That's a problem. But when you look at the top, actually, you need to have creative people at the top because you mm -hmm. need people who can think out of the box. Yes, you yes. need people who can strategize, who mm -hmm. can form the vision mm -hmm. of the company. Unless you're a creative person, it will be challenging. It will be difficult. However, with the way organizations are being run right now, they tend not to, not they're not very welcoming <laughs> to creative people. So I'm happy that you have pointed out that these principles are also applicable not only to the logical people but also to the creative people. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when, when it comes to scaling, here's the thing, no. When you're scaling organizations, the reason why many organizations, micro, small, medium enterprises don't grow into the next level is because their capacity to hold, you know, their growth is, their growth is limited by their capacity to manage it. But having a shared DNA, which I always talk about, having the shared DNA, meaning you're aligned with the values of the organization, the purpose of the mm -hmm. organization, that enables you to scale. Because mm -hmm. if diversity unified 
by one DNA, you share the same values and the purpose of the organization. You share it. You're, you're operating as partners. Then it's easy to let them be and build something. So long as you're aligned, you have agreed, and you're held accountable for the values of the organization mm -hmm. as a purpose. So um, we always talk about you know hire for attitude, train for skill, right? Because mm -hmm. skills can be learned. Attitude is yeah, it can be learned. It's called parenting. Right, um, you have to instill that values. Now there are some professionals who, you know, who work with you, but we, as a, in, inside an organization, we don't have the time to reshape your values once you're inside. So the idea is you want to attract the people who share already the same values as yours, mm -hmm. and then help them, you know, together build an organization that can benefit your customers and then make this world a better place. I guess that's the, that's the point of building a business, right? To make this world a better place. Yes. Otherwise, what's the point? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally agree with you. So you are one of the many CEOs and business leaders that we have we have spoken, um, spoken with in the past that have also purpose as, as the underlying principle of creating a business. So I'm so happy that I met there are many business leaders right now that have that far-reaching mm -hmm. uh, vision mm -hmm. not only for for the current time but also for mm -hmm. for the future now this has been a very inspiring and very empowering conversation fa thank you so much for joining us today thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and with our viewers and i'm pretty sure that our viewers are inspired and empowered by the work that you do how can they continue the conversation with you? How can they continue connecting with you? Right. So first is we have a website. It's called coinsights.asia. So that is our website for uh, micro, small, medium enterprises, CEOs, uh, business owners, whether it's family business, whether it's a, it's a startup. We want to invite you to become part of our ecosystem to learn more and hear more about this. And, uh, um, so coinsights.asia. We're on Facebook as well. We do webcast every Friday at 10 a.m. So tomorrow, you can watch uh, one of our, um, the executive director, the director for executive education, Chris. She will be doing a talk about business model, 10 a.m., principles of scaling. Uh, that's on our CEO Insights Asia page. I also have my executive advisory firm, F.A. Hernando Executive Advisory. You can uh, follow me there. And uh, we have uh, Business Owners Philippines. A group. So this is, a, uh, again, our passion is for the startups, aspiring entrepreneurs, and micro, small, medium enterprises. So we invite you to become part of that group to continue this conversation. So yeah, that, those are the, where you can find us. And, and uh, you can find me at the Disruptors Hour <laughs> on a regular basis. Next. <laughs> Thank you so much, Fa. And I strongly encourage you, dear viewers, to continue connecting with Fa and also with CEO Insights Asia. It's about time to make the Philippine economy more sustainable, and that is by building more, uh, more businesses. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah. So we're not dependent on other economies. Yes, so thank yes. you so much once again for dropping in on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, everyone. 
Dear viewers, thank you so much for being here and see you next Thursday, July 13, 2023 at 10.30 a.m. Philippine Standard Time. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening depending on where you are in the world. God bless everyone. Thank you.